Father God. Lord, we praise you this morning. We thank you for your many blessings. Lord, I just thank you, God, that, that you're always on our side. And Lord, we can always look to you and we can always see our victory, Lord. We can always see that the battle is won through you, through your word, Father. And we thank you for that this morning. Lord, we just lift this day up to you. We thank you for your word. We pray that every word will be anointed this morning, Father, and it would change hearts and lives, Father. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Did you know that we all have a God-given purpose? That God set aside for us for since before we were born, when we were when we were created in the womb, we um. I was just standing there thinking about. I want to just give you a definition. I didn't put this in my notes of purpose. It says something set up as an object or end to be attained. An intention. You know that our lives were set up for an object, for a purpose, for, for something that is to be attained. We're, um, as we go through life, I was thinking of when we were, Bring our offering up. And, and that made me think of a seed. You know, God planted a seed inside of us. And that's who we really are. And in that, a seed is something that um, has to be nurtured. If you plant a seed, you have to water it. And, you know, last year we didn't have to do a lot of watering because we got natural watering. But this year we have to do a lot of watering. Peggy, if you know Peggy, she plants half a million flowers. And... There's never enough, seems like. And then I planted some tomatoes and, but you, and some other little few garden things, but you had to keep them watered. And this purpose that God put inside of us is like a seed that must be nurtured. It must be watered. It must be fed, fed, you know, some, a little bit of fertilizer every once in a while. And, you know, there's, it's got to be weeded out. If you just leave it to be, you know, the weeds can take over, has to be pruned out, and um, all those things. You know, we, we have to think about what God has given us and all that. And you know what? When, when we um, plant something, if we don't take care of it, goes, it, it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And that's the same thing with our life and with our purpose and with everything that's inside of us. God gives us purpose and he gives us a reason to live. He gives us a reason to be there. And, you know, the quicker we realize that, the quicker we can start working on that. We can start setting aside things. We can start working on that purpose. And you don't always know what that purpose is. But if you know you have a purpose, then you have to feed. You have to, to start taking care of it. And... Um, you know, through doing that, through all this stuff, we, we ate, last night we ate our first tomato out of tomatoes I planted. And that was good. 
you know, toma- real, Peggy calls them real tomatoes. You know, the tomatoes you get when you don't, they're not real. They're just, <laughs> at least they don't taste real. And um, so we all have a purpose. And I'm going to start out this morning in Hebrews 11. And I'm going to read about Moses, who Moses knew his purpose. It says, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, he, he knew who he really was, so I'm not going to be called Pharaoh's, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Because I know who is my father. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt for he was looking ahead to his great reward. So I'll say this too, is when we have a purpose, there's some work we have to do. And it's not always easy. We have to press through things just as did. And we have to make a decision I could go an easier route, but I got to do what God says to do. I got to do what God has called me to do. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going, even though the king was coming after, you know, all that. He kept on going, even though Pharaoh was after, because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle the blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn. So first of all, we have to realize, as I was saying, we have to realize that God made us. Amen? God made us. God had a purpose for us. God has a purpose for us. He had a purpose for Moses from the time he was born. Even though all the, the, the male babies were getting killed, God had a plan and a purpose. So God had a way for Moses to come into what he had called him to come into. You know what took place in that also is that Moses' mom and sister, they had to all be listening to God to help bring him to that place. They had to follow what God had said and they had to believe that God had a purpose for Moses other than just to, to be killed as a baby. And to be taken out of his way. He had a purpose. And every one of you guys have a purpose. Every, every person in this room has purpose. Amen? Matthew, you have purpose. Amen? Psalms 139.13 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. So, what it says, God made us when we were conceived, he put together what he wanted to put together. And he says, this is what I have for you to do. And I'll say from experience that until you find that purpose, nothing ever is right. I know in my life, nothing was ever right until I really realized what God's purpose was for me. As a matter of fact, I had no purpose. So God, he made you for a purpose. He didn't make, he just don't, you're not just there. So some of the things we have to do, first of all, we have to be yourself. And when I'm saying self, I'm talking about be your God self. Be who God made you. And that's why people have problems and troubles a lot of times because they don't realize 
their God self, who God made them to be. And I want to tell you, God will ask you to do things that you never thought you had the ability to do sometimes. You never thought you could do that, but, but he, he knows what you can do. And when you hear him, his voice and he calls on you, you got to go, well, okay, Lord, you say I can do it, so I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. And sometimes we, we go into what God has called us to do, kicking and screaming. Because I don't want to do that. You know, sometimes people get us to do things we really don't want to do. Like yesterday. I thought we were done. And somebody in my household goes, well, I just want to do this other thing. And so, I, but it worked out good. It looks good. Sometimes you need somebody to push you. All right? Sometimes you need somebody in your life that will push you, that loves you enough to push you into doing what you need to do. Not to the pushing to the point that pushes you away, but the point of pushes you to like, you know what? Maybe I should try that. Yeah, I think I should do that. You know, there's not been many times, but one time in particular when I was ready to quit, Peggy just really let me have it. It's like, mm -mm. I had called her on the phone. I said, you know, I'm, ready. I'm done. <laughs> this was a long, long time ago. She said, what? And then, you know, by the time I got home, I hadn't realized. What I needed to realize. See, God has everybody in your life for a purpose and for a reason. Galatians 1.15, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him. God has a plan for you. Before you're ever born, God has already called you into what you're supposed to do. You have to recognize that calling. You have to recognize that. And no matter where you go, no matter what position you're put in, you have to realize that. And you have to realize sometimes it takes a little while to get you to that place that he needs to get you to. But when you're going through whatever it is you're going through or wherever it is God has you at the time, learn all that you can learn at that particular time. Learn all that God wants you to learn. You know, you go into a place like, Lord, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why you got me here. I do not want to be here, but I'm here Help me to see what you want me to see. So Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Wow. So his plans are not for us to mess up. His plans are not to come to disaster or to come to a bad end. But his plans are for good. And his plans are so that we will have a future and we will have hope. That's hope in him. And that we have a future. Whenever things are, are dim, you look at, pull this scripture out. Put it on your wall somewhere. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans are for good and not for disaster to give you a future and to give you a hope. So you look at that and say, Lord, I don't know what's going on. But I know that your plans for me are good. And I'm going to have a future and I'm going to have hope. And I want to say, you know what? 
And I know I refer back to this a whole lot. But I want to say, uh, and we with our, with our children, no matter what age they are, especially when they're little or they're small, that we speak life to them. And we don't splatter all over Facebook how horrible our life is and how horrible their life is. I, I should have said social media, I'm sorry, whatever it is, you're on Twitter, TikTok, all those things. I'm just saying, and at home, you need to speak life to them. You need to speak to them when things are not tough. Just look, look let's, don't, let's don't waller in this stuff. Let's stand up and let's say, hey, praise God, we're gonna make it through this. We're going to do whatever we need to do to get to that other side. Even in our own lives. But I want to tell you, because I tell you, if you focus on the negative, that's where you'll be. If you focus on the negative, you won't see much hope and you won't see much future. Because you're just on what's going on right then. So you need to focus on what God has. And if you go on a... Jeremiah on, on further in 12 and 13 says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. So no, okay, God said, I got a plan for you. It's for good, it's for a future, it's for hope. And when you're in those days, when you're going through those things, I will listen when you pray. When you say, God, I need to, I need to know something. I need to know a little more, whatever, right? In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So it's by faith that we have to pursue God's purpose for our lives. It's by faith that you pursue God's purpose. Sometimes, you, I mean, you do it on faith. No matter what it is, you're not sure, but you, by faith you have to pursue God in that way. And, and that Scripture verse we read before, Hebrews eleven twenty four. 24, it, said it, was, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It's by faith. He had no other way to do it except by faith. Because you know what? He was getting ready to leave a pretty cushy life. Right? He was getting ready to, um, he could have just said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm uh, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I, you know, he, he would have taken over the kingdom. He would have done all those things. But he had to pull out of that great place. And to go into to 40 years of wilderness that he didn't know he was going to be going through. But where was his great reward? It was in doing what God called him to do. Not what his feelings thought he should do. Or not what felt the best. Or not what was the easiest route to go. Or any of that. You know, sometimes that means when you're in a situation or you put in a situation and you're bumping against everybody else, nobody else hardly around you seems to believe the way you do or think the way you do, then you just keep bumping against it and you keep going with what God says to do and God will deliver you. Delivered Moses and him every time, right? Every time. And it, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a long time before something happened. It seems like as soon as they left, here they come to the Red Sea and here comes the Pharaoh's army after them. God delivered them. So Moses had to make a decision at that point. Do I stay here 
Do I serve God? Do I do what everybody thinks I should do? No. What you have to do is to refuse to pursue what the world or your situation chooses for you. What? You got to refuse what the world says to do. You have to refuse what your situation may want you to do. Right? I'm in a situation, so I'm just going to kind of go along with everything that's happening. So I, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want anybody to get upset with me. I don't want nobody to dislike me. So I'm going to hang in with them. Can't do that. Moses didn't do it. That word refuse means to reject, to, to deny, and to totally disown. What did Moses do? He totally disowned who he was in the world sense. He totally disowned that he was the son of Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's daughter. And he went God's route instead of his route. So we need to be ourselves, be our God selves. And guess what? There's freedom in being yourself. So just relax. Be yourself. Be your God self. Be who God has called you to be. Even though things are going crazy around you, there's, you can still relax on the inside. I'm doing what God said to do. I'm here where God has called me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to hang in here. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need to do. Quit trying to, what is it, the old saying, kick against the goads. Quit crying, trying to, to do it your way or do what, God, what you want to see done. There's many things that we have in life. No matter what age we get to, you know, when you're young, you say, well, I got a long time. Well, you don't know how long you got to start with. But guess what? You might have a long time, but you better start figuring it out now. If you want things to be right within you, if you want things to be the way they should be. And you know what? When God gives you purpose, there's something, there's some things we have to do. One thing in particular, we have to accept responsibility. We have to accept responsibility for the purpose that God has given us. Because you know what? I got to do what God's called me to do. So whatever it is, Hebrews eleven twenty five 25 says, he chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. In other words, he chose to go God's route again. Instead of, he, he chose to do what he knew was right within his heart, within his spirit, within him. I gotta do this. I can't do this. Even though that would be fun, it'd be great. Everybody around me will say, you know what? Everybody will like me, but I like him because he's, and I used, personally used to be that way. Thank God I'm not anymore. But I was that way when I was younger. And every, most people like me. So Moses, he didn't choose the easy path, but he chose the most rewarding path. 
He didn't choose the easy route, but he chose the most rewarding path. And when you look back at what God has done, you see what was really rewarding. You know what? There are really only two choices in life. There are good ones and bad ones. Well, this is kind of in between. There's good ones and bad ones. Sometimes, we, you know, it's like... Um, When we make good choices, we feel good. When we make bad choices, we feel bad. See, when we make a bad choice, I'll just say like this, when you make a bad choice, don't blame others for the consequences to come. Well, you know, Ray told me to do that. Ray, I'm sorry, Ray, but Ray said that would be a good idea. Well, you chose to do it. You made the choice. Nobody else. <laughs> right? Nobody else made the choice for you. You made the choice. You decided this is what I'm going to do. And once you make that choice, pay the consequences. Good or bad. Consequences can be good or bad. So it's very important what you choose to do right now because what you choose to do, do today it determines your tomorrow. It determines who you are tomorrow. It determines what happens in your life tomorrow. So we have to make good choices. The first choice we have to make is to choose to be God. God chose Moses, but Moses had to choose God. God called every one of us. He put it in us, but we have to choose that ourselves. We have to choose God. You know, I think sometimes we think that, well, God just chose Moses and from the day he was born, Moses had it in his heart and he was going to do it. No, Moses had to come to a, a point in his life and in his heart, I choose to do what God has called me to do, no matter the, what happens, no matter the consequences. So the same with you, God chose you, but you have to choose God. God has something for everybody. So... Accepting responsibility is a mark of maturity and character. Those who will take responsibility for what happens show true character. They show that they are mature. See, in our society, we like to blame everybody else. <laughs> well, it was my mama's fault. It was my daddy's fault. It was my uncle's fault. It was my brother's fault. It was my sister's fault. It was my, the people I worked with. It was the people I went to school. It was all their fault. And we don't take any responsibility sometimes. But guess what? No matter what place you were in, no matter what persuasion was around you, you had to choose to go that route. You chose it. And no matter what happens from this day forward, no matter ha what happens in your life, you choose it. Will you make some bad choices? Probably. But you know what's good about God? He's always there waiting for you to say, sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. I'll repent. I'm ready to start over and do it right. You know, have you ever had done, made a bad decision and had to go back and redo it? That's when it's tough sometimes, right? He made this decision and it took you the wrong way. Now you got to back up and redo it. 
But you know what? When we decide to take responsibility, it shows our character. It shows who we really are. Unfortunately, there are people that go their whole lives and never accept any responsibility for where they're at or what they've done. You can change who you are by accepting responsibility. Hebrews eleven twenty six 26 in the NIV says, He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking to his reward. He regarded disgrace. See, as far as the world was concerned, as far as Egypt was concerned, he was a disgrace. He was a disgrace to Pharaoh and to the whole lot of them. Here we got this guy. We've brought him in. We have treated him as our own. We have basically set him up to be the next Pharaoh. And look what he did. He's a disgrace to all of us. It's one of the reasons Pharaoh came after him. But he did it for Christ's sake. He did it for this is what God has called me to do. And to me, that's of greater value than all this other stuff could ever be. And he was looking ahead to his real reward. You know, all the stuff we do from now to the end of our life means nothing except that reward in heaven. And that's the greatest that we can ever accomplish. Hallelujah. That word regard means to weigh in the balance, consider the options, evaluate the worth, and consider the value. So in other words, we have to take what is handed us and decide which gets more weight, which really will help me in the long run. This or this, this or this, this or this. We consider what the options are. We evaluate what's worth. We consider that value. And hopefully we do as Moses, we choose God's way. And not our own way or what somebody else thinks we should do. Another thing you have to, you have to have a value system. There have to be things that you, you base your life on. What values do you base your life on? Well, I just want to live what I want to live. I want to do what I want to do. And I want to have fun doing it. That's what a lot of people's theology is. That's what a lot of people's value system is. Whatever feels good, whatever looks good, whatever makes me look great in other people's sight. You're the only one that can decide. You decide for yourself what your values are. We can look in God's word and find out the values. And all that, the, the values you have will just it will determine how you spend your time, how you spend your money, right? Whatever your values are, that's what will determine that. And guess what? If you don't decide what your values are for yourself, somebody else will do it for you. Most time we let them. You know, it's kind of like that peer pressure thing. Some of the worst decisions I ever made in my life because I failed of peer pressure because I was like, ah, yeah, they're going to love me because I'm doing this. <laughs> and 
And then you know what? Whatever you determine is your value system, that will determine your decisions. Your values will determine your decisions. What you value will determine what you do. You say, well, how do I do all this? How, how can I pursue my purpose? How do you pursue your purpose? First is through prayer. Learn to, learn to be a prayer. Learn to seek God. Learn to say, hey, Lord. Learn to have conversation with God and pray about everything that you do. Pray about your future. Pray about what's going on in your life right now. And the second is the word. You've got to be a student of the word. The word of God. You've got to be it into the Bible and you've got to read what God says about your whole part of your life. How do you pursue your purpose? By wise planning, by developing what you're supposed to do. Whenever you know what God has said to do, do your best to do the best planning you can do. This is how I'm going to get there. God might change that a little bit, but if you're praying and you're in the word, guess what? You'll, you'll go on the right path and you'll see, what. Well, well, I need to tweak that little thing I was going to do a little bit so I can line back up with what God wants. Wise planning, development, developing what God has for you to do. Don't, you don't need to not just not have a plan. You need to have some type of a plan. You need to pray and ask God to show you what that plan is and you, it will be tweaked as you go along, I'm sure. Well, I thought we were going to go that way, but guess what? It's not quite that way. The other thing is you need to have a right attitude. You have the right attitude towards whatever it is you have to do. You know what? There's sometimes you have to do things and you have to check your attitude, right? I had to check my attitude a couple of times yesterday. I have to check my attitude sometimes here, you know, when we're doing things and we have to do things. Guess what? There are things we have to do that if you have the wrong attitude, I could go in my office and say, that ain't, I don't do that. Right? Or in anything that you do. And the guy could say, we're going down a path. And God said, well, this is what I want you to do. This is how you're going to get to the point. He's like, Lord, I don't do that stuff. Well, guess what? You know what a pastor friend of mine told me? He said, welcome to the ministry. <laughs> welcome to the ministry. So we got to have the right attitude. We got to do it with the right attitude. And we might start out doing it with the wrong attitude, but as soon as we got our attitude right, it'll go much smoother. And you'll get to the end much better. It's like digging holes with a post hole digger and this rocks and everything else. You got to get your attitude right. And you got to say, you know what? It won't be long. I'll be two foot deep. My post hole diggers have measurement on them. So awesome. You can look at it and say, oh, I got five more inches. I only got six more inches or I only got three more inches, whatever. And the last one I'm going to say in this was hard work. You got to have energy and passion. If you have energy and passion, you're willing to do whatever it takes, right? You're willing to do hard work. And it's not necessarily manual labor, but hard work can be this kind of work. It can be hard manual labor work. It can be everything. 
But we need to have our hard work. We need to have energy. We need to have passion. We need to say, you know what? That's what I want to do. And when I think about what will happen when I get through with this, what it will look like, right? It's kind of like a little project, you know, building something or, or mowing your grass. You know, that's one thing I always said. And Peggy says that when you get through doing that, you can turn around and look at what you've done. And it looks great. I, I mowed my grass Wednesday night because I knew it might rain. And everything was brown. I didn't have any grass to mow. But you know, you have weeds you had to get out of the way. But you know what? Yesterday, my dad rode out to my house. Was it yesterday or Friday? One of those days. You know, we'd gotten a little rain. He said, look how quickly the grass turned from brown to green. Wow, whenever God's anointing goes on our hard work, look how quickly it looks good. Look how quickly you see the results of your labor, the results of your hard work. Proverbs 28, 19 said, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. So if you have this hard work or this right attitude, you'll have an abundance of whatever you need to do what God has called you to do. You'll have an abundance and more. Abundance means more than enough. But if you just chase fantasies, you just chase those things that seem good or that look good or that feel good or that might be good or that the world thinks you ought to do or that you think you ought to do. says your life will be filled with poverty. And that just doesn't mean people think about all they think about when they hear riches and poverty is money. But it's not. It's 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 riches in everything that you do. I believe it's in, in a lot of things in good health and all kinds of things. So. One of the things you have to do too is you, you, you should never lose sight of your purpose. And you say, well, how, how can I, if I'm doing all these things, how can I lose sight? Well, you can get caught up in what you're doing. Don't get so caught up in doing that you forget the reason that you're doing it. You're doing it because God called you to do it. God's purposed you to do it. Sometimes we get to doing it and we feel good about it. And we feel good about ourselves. And boy, isn't this great? Isn't this wonderful? We're doing this. This is awesome. Can't ever forget. I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm doing God's purpose. I'm walking in what he wants me to walk in. So some things that Moses did to fulfill his purpose. First of all, it says he refused. He refused to do what seemed good. He refused to do the pleasures of sin, it says. He refused to just do what felt good and what looked good and what sounded good. He refused to do that. Then he chose. So we have to refuse to do those. Then we have to choose to walk in God's way, to go the direction that God has called us to do. To take this, you say, well, I didn't know what God wanted me to do until now. Or I didn't know Christ until now. Well, then the rest of your life, you start to choosing better things. 
you start looking at what God has called you to do. Moses regarded, in other words, he considered the value of what was best. I can stay here and boy, I can really have it good and I can be the Pharaoh one day. I can be the king over all these people. People will be waiting on me. People will be serving me and I'll have a great life. But he knew what was a better value. He knew what, where his reward was going to be and that was in doing what God has called him to do. And then he saw. You know, there's a point where we have to see that vision that God has for us. There's a point we have to look and say, wow, look, that's what God wants me to do. You know what? And then he saw, you know, later on he saw the promised land. He didn't get to enter in because of some disobedience and stuff, but he did get to see it. And he saw God work in all those, you know, he saw God work so much when they needed food, he saw God provide. When they needed protection, he saw God protect. He saw God do all these things. So he got to see, but the main thing that we need to do is to see that vision out there. See what God has for us and keep that before our eyes. No matter what happens, that's it. It's kind of like, you've heard me say this before, but if you've ever been out in the ocean and you begin to feel a little queasy, put your eyes on the horizon. It does help, or it always helped me. You just look at that horizon out there. And that, but if you look down or to the side or up, you'll start feeling that thing that ain't good. <laughs> Had that happen once and it wasn't good. But I didn't stop. You know what? I went back. Some people do it one time, that's it. Never going back, never doing any of that. And... The last thing in that part is he endured. Through all that he endured. And you know what? He still caught, counted a better reward, a great reward, even though he didn't cross over into that promised land. He endured everything that happened. He endured the people um, kind of revolting against God and coming to the place where, you know what? We'll do our own thing. We'll build a golden calf. We'll worship it. This God thing ain't working out like we thought it would. He went, he endured through that. He didn't stop. He endured. We have to endure. We have to keep going, keep going forward. So you need to refuse. You need to choose. You need to regard. You need to see, and you need to endure. You need to keep on keeping on. As we said in the seventies, you need to keep on trucking. Anybody remember those posters? I had one. I had a, Peggy's daddy called it a hippie van, but, um, with a keep on trucking sign with a black light on it. When you open my side sliding door, there was this guy going, keep on trucking. Mm -hmm. Crazy things sometimes. And this last thing I want to talk to you about, I want to say to you is um, keep your mouth right. Say the right things. Keep your mouth right. Don't get in the middle of it and say, well, I don't know if God wants me to do this or not because it ain't as fun as I thought it would be. It ain't working out. 
I don't see it. Keep your mouth right. Say the right thing. Speak life about your future. Speak life about what God's doing right now. You know, you can just wallow down in it and go, Psalms 138.8. I don't think I put that in there. I did. says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. And then he says, don't abandon me for you made me. He will not abandon you. The Lord will work out his plan. If you will work with him, he'll work it out. Right? If you'll work with him, he will work out his plan. I have a couple of things that one I'm going to finish up with this morning. And I am... Um, First of all, I want to say to you, Matthew, well, you disappeared. Okay, I'll say that for a second. Um, you know, we have to speak the right things in life. We have to keep those things before us that God has given us. And we have to keep his, his purpose in mind. You know, when we are first accept Christ, it begins something new in us that's never been before. And God begins to show us things that we've never seen before. God, when I accepted Christ, and when I, God showed me things that I had no idea that would happen in my life. And it's, you know, been over the last 20 years that I've even, that I've seen some of them. It, would, it took some time of, of, of perseverance. It took some time of enduring and waiting and, and looking and seeing. But you know what, guys? God has a purpose for us. Has a purpose for you, has a purpose for me, and that purpose never changes. Did you know that? It's always there. It'll always be there. And it always has been there. And it is what it is. We can't change it. Right? We can try to change it. We can try to go on own route and do what we want to do. And we'll never be fulfilled in our life. We can decide, well, I don't want to be what God made me be. I don't want to be what God made me. I want to be something else. Mm -mm. Don't ever go that route. You want to be what God has called you to be. You know, in life, there are many things that happen and that come against us and that change. There are monumental things that happen in our life. You know, when we start um, now, that when, say when we start preschool as kids, that's a big change. We, we, we can be in our office way down here and one of those kids is first time at preschool and we can hear him screaming before he gets out of the car. 
They can scream loud, buddy. They can make noise, right? They can make, and they make it all the way into here. They make it all the way down. You know, they come into this part down here and they're still screaming. And then sometimes we hear them 30 minutes later, an hour later, they're still screaming. Thank God that the God, thank you, Lord, you didn't call me to be a preschool teacher. I would really have to do some enduring and some all kinds of things. But they can endure it. And you know, even the parents get freaked out. But our teachers will be like, it's, okay, it's going to be okay. And by the second or third day, most of the time, right? They're okay. They come in, they're ready to go. Some of them have book pack, backpacks bigger than they are. I don't know how they do that. They walk in, I was dragging the floor, and they go on and sit down. I don't know what all mom packs in there and dad packs in there, but it's a lot. But Matthew, I want to say something to you this morning. I want to say that God has a plan and a purpose for you. For Matthew.